Hi, and welcome to Air Graphics Podcast. My name is Ralph Kelly, the owner of Air Graphics, airbrushing and caricatures. Hi, and welcome to Air Graphics Podcast. My name is Ralph Kelly, the owner of Air Graphics, airbrushing and caricatures. This week we have Victor Ruiz of Crave for Paint. Hey, what's up, Victor? What's going on? All right. All right. Hey, good, glad to get you on. Ed been trying to get me to get you on for a minute. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me really good? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you just fine. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, so let's start with these questions. Uh, where are you originally from? Where are you from? Uh, I was born in El Paso. Texas, and then when I was 12, we moved over here to Amarillo, Texas, and that's where I've been this entire time. Oh, wow, wow, Amarillo. I'm, a, I'm down in Houston. Yeah, I'm aware, man. I'm, I know I know you I know you guys' names. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I like that. So, hey, uh, any social networks you want to promote? Um, right now, the biggest one is uh, TikTok. Um, you can just look it up under Crave for Paint. All right. So, and what's your face? You got a Facebook and uh, Instagram. You give them all, yeah. so people want to look for you. Yeah, I've got an Instagram. Um, it's it's crave under or crave for paint underscore airbrush. Um, I couldn't just get the name alone, so I had to put some extra symbols in there. But yeah, and then Facebook, um, you can just look up Victor Ruiz. Uh, you'll see a picture of me spray painting on a wall. Uh, I, I noticed that. So you do spray painting too with cans. Yeah, I started out in the I started out uh, in the graffiti thing uh, when I was sixteen. Oh, cool, cool. Um, so tell us, um, man, just you know, kind of, just kind of been around, and I consider myself one of the many hidden gems of the airbrush world. Oh yeah, that's cool. Hey, so how long have you been airbrushing? Uh, I've been doing it since 2008. I think uh, this year will be 15 years total, which is kind of crazy to think about, man. It's It's been a while. I didn't think it was going to stick around this long. Crazy is um, time, time be flying and you don't, you don't really realize. Yeah. Like I said, I was just uh, looking at it, uh, even just on TikTok, just, you know, a year ago, like I was, in 2020, I was posting my first amount of stuff and it goes by real fast when you're doing it, like, and you enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, I, I, I watch a TikTok, and uh, I think a lot of people start jumping on TikToks during COVID. But we'll get to the COVID questions coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So, what airbrushes do you use? Uh, I currently favor the Omni three thousands and the Vega two thousands. Oh, Vega! Yeah, I started with Vegas. I like the, some of the Vegas too. It might start yeah, with badges. You never, you never used any of the. Um, uh, Pache's the fat ones. No, man, that's the crazy thing. I've like I've listened to most of your episodes, and you know everybody, all, everybody says Pache. Uh, I never started with that one, and then probably because by the time that I found them, at least here in my area, um, they didn't have Pache's in the uh, stores. Oh no, no. So it was like, uh, what is it? You had uh, Iwatas and Badgers. Ah. Uh. Cool. Well, yeah, I, I've never really painted with Pache's either. I used, I started with the Badgers, and then uh, I jumped mm-hmm. straight to um, Awadas. 
So what? Uh, so did you start? You started with a. Uh, what did you start with? Uh, I started with a Badger Anthem 155. That was the one that I could find at my local Michaels. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, it's funny because, like, once I started practicing with it, and I got further along, and I learned about you know Jaime Rodriguez. Uh, I thought I was using like a, a beginner airbrush, you know? So I was like, I have to upgrade this thing. And then later, you know, a couple of years later, this man goes on YouTube, makes a video with that uh, Badger Anthem. And, oh man, I was like, I was lit. Like he just made it look so easy. I thought this was just a rinky dinky airbrush. Yeah. You know, you sound like Dale, the last guy I did, Dale, he said the same thing. He started watching Jaime in, uh, online and, and he wanted to try to airbrush as well. So that's cool. I'm trying to get Ken on here, but Ken don't answer my messages all the time. You know, it's Ken funny because I, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ken Badger. I, I thought you meant. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I thought you were talking about Ken Johnson. Oh no, no, Ken Badger. Yeah, he's hard to reach, man. I've been trying to get some more of that Spectratex paint. You can't. They ah. have some really nice colors, but you can't find it like online. You can only five. Uh, you can only find four ounce bottles. Oh yeah, I know. Jaime started using the Spectratex too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I saw Ed just posted um, not so long ago that he was looking for some special text. Yeah, that so, was on my behalf. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, I'll reach out to Ken again and see if I can get a hold of him because uh, me and him had a we talked before, so I'll, I'll reach out. I try to get him on the podcast too, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, if I get any info, I let y'all know. I pass it on. All so, right. uh, how did you find out about airbrushing? So. I, like I said, I was doing graffiti since I was 16 up until I was about 23 when I had my first kid and I moved out to this small town and I couldn't paint on walls out there because they didn't have them. Like the most were were trains, but that got boring because they would sit there for like a week. And one time we went out to the mall and I decided to get, I decided to get a shirt for my kid. And so I found somebody there and I paid this dude to do, you know, just a simple name design. And I think he thought I was going to like walk away. And I just sat and watched this dude, you know, paint on this shirt. And once we left, I was like that night, I told the girl that I was with, I was like, I need, I want to get an airbrush. Like it's going to allow me to paint inside the house or, you know, wherever. And yeah. uh, like, you know, a couple of days later we went to Michael's and I, that, uh, that Badger Anthem 155. And one of those tiny little craft compressors. <laughs> yeah. Loud was you know, loud? No, no, no. This was, these are those, like, the little tiny ones that continuously uh, spit out air at, like, 30 PSI. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I practiced for, like, eight months straight, day in, day out. And I burned through three of those little compressors before I upgraded to one of those little pancake ones that were super loud. Uh, man, yeah. We all had those loud compressors. Mm. starting out. So did you ever work for an airbrush shop or you just basically just work for yourself the whole time? No, yeah. Uh, so the way it happened for me was, like I said, I practiced like eight months day in, day out on paper towels. And then once once I felt comfortable enough, I went to the guy out at the mall and uh, I asked him if he would uh, teach me how to do airbrushing. And uh, his name is Jesus Ramos, um, but he goes by Jesse. He had a shop called Texas Airbrush Asylum. And uh, I went up there and the first question he asked me was, you know, do you have an air? And I just kind of looked at him kind of like stupid, like, and was like, oh, well, of course, how would you practice if you didn't have one? <laughs> yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, he just, he saw, so I showed him some pictures and he goes, oh, okay, you've been practicing. I was like, yeah. So 
he told me to come back every Monday. And so for like the next two, three, four months, I was going there every Monday and I would just sit there and I'd watch him do his orders. I'd ask him questions about it. When I was at home, I'd be watching the YouTube videos. That's where I found out about like Jaime Rodriguez, Art Wapo. There's another dude. I don't think that guy does airbrush anymore, but his his uh, apprentice, Josh Shaw, I think his name is. Oh, you heard wow. that name? No. Well, he was uh, he was doing some practice drills there, and then one day he just asked me if I could go up there and do an airbrush T-shirt or two, and uh, that was my start, man. From there on, you know, I was there for the next like for the next year or the rest of that year, and then. I remember one time I couldn't go up there and he shut down his shop and I thought he got mad at me for it, but he ended up going and getting some like weight loss surgery. Uh-huh. And you know, it's funny, it's funny too, because like I had more trouble with the airbrush uh, community than I did with the graffiti community. Cause in where I live, we only had like two or three people that did it. And so I went out to the flea market and I tried to talk to this other dude that did it. And I showed him the same pictures. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, whatever. And then he goes, have you ever airbrushed with anybody else before? And I said, well, the guy that was teaching me, his name is Jesse. And as soon as he heard that name, like the dude turned around, he completely 180 me and was like, you know, I'm too busy, dude. I don't have time for an apprentice. And man, it, it was kind of a tough, it was kind of a tough start for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, back in, I guess early in the early days, it was like people were like more competitive and and trying to keep everything to themselves and not want to teach anybody how to do anything. So yeah, you probably ran into that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, they have they had history, so you know, the guys that uh, the guys the guy that told me no, um, he was he did like a lot of stencil work. You know, a lot of his designs were stenciled, and this guy that was teaching me, he did everything freehand. So he ended up taking more of the business because, you know, he was doing everything, uh, you know, freehanded. And I don't know, they didn't like that or something. And like I said, as soon as I mentioned his name, I was, you know, he was just turned off by me. And I was like, I didn't want to teach me no more. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, no, uh, but good. Well, you you finally figure out a way to break out on your own or you started your own spot or what? No, my thing was like airbrush for me was always something that, like I could do, you know, if I needed some extra cash or something, I could always just, you know, post on my, you know, my area buy, sell trade sites. And, you know, I would make some money on the weekends or some of the holidays. And it's just kind of been that way. I, like I said, I worked at the mall for that little bit of time. And then uh, my, my mentor went into tattooing. And then from there on, you know, I've been on my own and I have a nine to five. So, you know, this thing is just something that, uh, you know, I can do to earn some extra cash, but I'm hoping to take it a little more seriously this year. Yeah. Are you, uh, I think we all, a lot of us started out like that. I had a, I had a, like, I was working in the plants and I was just doing it like in the weekend in my garage or I was like, take a couple of jobs on or I would paint with my garage door open. And yeah. then uh, until it got serious for me, I, well, I ain't had no other choice but to do it. Yeah. So that's how it kick out. Yeah, that's how it is now, man. 2021 was probably my best year. Um, once I started posting on TikTok and I started to gain like a small following, I had some of the uh, some of the bigger eyes in the airbrush industry, you know, look upon me. I would, that's why I thought you were going to mention Ken Johnson. I was going to like. Yeah, I actually talked to Ken and tried to get him on the podcast, too. So I'm still working on Ken, too. So, But you talked to Ken about it. Ken got great writing. 
Kelly? Kid got, hello? Hello? I lose you? I lose you? Ah, all right. I haven't done that in a while. So let me uh log out again and send you back another thing. All right. Hey, it happened a couple of times before, but like we'll drop the call and I'll have to start all over. Well, we won't have to start over, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I lost connection for whatever reason, and I was like, I was saying hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard you, but I guess you couldn't hear me. But that's cool. Hey, all I gotta do is a little editing and throw it back in there. Hey, so I was talking about Ken. I said Ken has some really great. Ken got some really great writing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got some really good writing. Uh, like I said, it, it's because of that man that I have the following. Uh, he saw me on the Airbrush Club on Facebook, and uh, he's like, "If you want to make your," he sent me a message and said, "If you want to make your, if you want to make your TikTok blow up, then uh, just do a name, you know, no sound, just let the Airbrush do the sound, uh, the work for you." And you know, like I said, I posted that one, and then two, three days later, I jumped over 10,000 followers, which was just, you know, absolutely crazy for me. Like, I just saw the notifications dinging, like, every five seconds, man. Ding, 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 ding. And, uh, oh, yeah, crazy. it was crazy. Yeah, that, hey, well, that's a good way to get followers. Yeah. Yeah. Does, uh, does, does it turn into revenue for you? Did you, uh, I know you do, like, names, or you have certain, like, lives that you do names and whatnot. Do you, uh, do you turn over and try to like do online sales with that? Um, I've tried Etsy once and I, I sold a few shirts online. Um, like I said, I just, I had that, I work for a utilities company. And so like, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty busy on the phones and, uh, it doesn't really give me time to like sit down and dedicate like a good hour or two to, you know, set up the Etsy page, upload the photos and the descriptions and everything. So hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully this year, you know, I'll be able to do more of that since I work from home now. Oh, cool. Yeah. They, uh, um, I, I, I don't have the patience, but I know that's where everything is going towards more or less online. Um, I have an inline store, so, and I've been there for a while. So, I mean, that's how people know what people just come to me. They know where, I, where I'm at, but I, I do want to move towards online. Yeah, yeah. Have the I mean, to do it. yeah. No, I, I've seen your stuff, man. Uh, like I said, I used to be on the uh, WCA forums towards the tail end. Like I was there from 2009 up until 2010, and then after Hymas passing, like everything just kind of fell apart, and everything went to Facebook. Um, but yeah. yeah, man, I've seen I've seen all your guys' names out there. Like you guys, a lot of you guys were my inspiration to keep going. I remember you had the. I remember you saying something about doing uh, a mobile. So you, you bought yourself a, like a, a truck or something that you were doing it out of. Yeah. I had a big red, big, big red. I just, I just sold it. And I, I had about maybe 10 years. I got rid of, I just got rid of it. I want to, I want to switch to a van, but every time I find a van I want, it's like $38,000. I'm like, man, that's nah, I'm not going to pay 38,000, but yeah, I'm still the- looking for me a van. Yeah, those can get pretty expensive. I need to get one for the, for myself. Uh, I have a ton of kids. Yeah. Oh damn, a ton of kids. <laughs> yeah, man. I've got six. Uh, I've got six kids, man. Five boys wow. and one little girl. Oh wow, man. Hey, well, congrats. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a lot of kids, dog. I got yeah, four. Man. 
Yeah, I really wanted that little girl, man. And it just every year, every time we got, uh, every time we got pregnant, I just it came out a boy, man. And I, like, <laughs> yeah, my mine started out with girls, and I I wait for them to pull them out, wait for the last part, pow, it's a girl. Like damn. Yeah. But, but when I see the little pee pee pow out that last time, I'm like, that's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was for me. Like after we had the girls, like I'm done. We're gonna have to go get snipped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you do you run your own? Well, you don't run your own shop now. You just do your little TikTok. Not your little TikTok. I'm sorry. Do your TikTok thing now, and then you just uh get business that way. You know, like yeah, you know, advertise locally or nothing like that. Um, no, not really. Um, you know, I, I do whenever I do like say I should have I should have probably started for Valentine's, but I didn't. Um, well, you still got time. You, know, you still got time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just posted a video, so hopefully, hopefully people like that one. Um, and then, yeah, I just go on TikTok Live, and you know, it's not a huge amount of money that you make when people are gifting, but you know, I, I've I've been known to make like you know up upwards of fifty dollars a night sometimes, which is you know just it, it's crazy that you're on there for like an hour or so, and then you've already made like fifty bucks because people are gifting you, you know, to write their names and stuff. Um, yeah, dude. So I mean, that's pretty much it. And then, like I said, I've done Etsy a little bit. I need to re go. I need to go back in there and redo it and really set it up. You know, people are asking for shirts, and I was like, it might be time to get that going now. Yeah, you know, you know what I, I uh, one of the advertisements that I do is for Valentine's Day is that I go to Walmart, I buy a little three dollar bear, right? Mm-hmm. And if you buy a couple shirt, then you get the free bear. But you like up the charge a little bit on your Valentine's shirt, and then, you know, to cover the cost of the bear, it's like, oh well, let me get this free bear. I'll go ahead and order one. So maybe that's something you can add it to your little thing, like uh, throw a little free cheap bear in there. Yeah, I I gotta take a I gotta take a page out of your book, man. I I've been seeing your post, and you're just like all over the place, dude. You've got your airbrush, you've got your batting helmets, you've got those little lawn setups for like graduations and stuff, like. You're a multitasker, man. Yeah, yeah. We got I got like four different businesses. That's one of the podcasts that we plan on having. It's like a a, a passive income, a residual income, like little side jobs that we do to bring in extra money. But like they named me the hardest working man in Everest. But they just, uh, that's crazy. Patton them used to name me that. Yeah, no, I've like I said, I've uh, I've been seeing your stuff, and then when when I found out about your podcast, man, I've listened to almost every every episode with the exception of a couple here because i know pat Gaines is four hours I, I don't know if i can sit through that one all in one shot man pat talk his ass off you just gotta sit there and listen to this in sections some people listen at work but see that's the thing i, I want to know who's listening because i want to know if it's working or who's listening I, a lot of people tell me oh i listen to it like say something about it so i'll know that y'all listening so i know i'm not just doing this yeah, but, dude, you hey. found you found some people that I, I didn't know about, like JSB. Um, I didn't know about Erica B. And then when you when you interviewed Ghost, I was like, oh, dude, I haven't seen him around in forever. Like he, I used to watch his tick or his YouTube videos too. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there was Art, Mike Royal, uh, you know, Ed. Like some of these guys I've actually talked to online. Uh, like Mike Royal, I've talked to him before through Facebook Messenger. Ed, I, you know, I talked to him uh, on the phone from time to time. And then, you know, I just ordered, uh, I just talked to Becky not too long ago and I ordered like, you know, five of the big bottles of e paint. Yeah. Yeah. The e is good. I like the e black. 
the, you know, I started, I, I started in, in uh, doing the, uh, in 2020, doing the uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, get something out so artists can like, okay, well, I'm doing this here so another artist can hear it and, and like, okay, well, let me try that. Try to, because it slowed down for everybody during COVID in 2020 when everything shut down. So I started interviewing people to try to figure out how well, let somebody else hear how somebody else is still making money and help somebody else out so they can figure out how to do it. See if it'll work yeah. for them. So that's when I actually started the podcast and now it just caught on and like I'm trying to keep it going. But yeah, uh, trying to make sure I get like people who don't, don't, don't really know who a person. Like I was telling Ed, I was like, well, uh, I know him, I see him a lot, but all right, I'll go ahead and do it and, and talk to you, you know, because, you know, Maybe it'll get you an audience and get you some uh, people who, who want to, you know, know about you. Or like you said, just listen to people that know. Well, that yeah, like, the, like you were saying, man, everything slowed down. And then, uh, like I said, I just started posting on, uh, I started posting on TikTok to see maybe if I could do some online sales. That's why I started posting my Christmas stockings. And, uh, you know, little by little, as the videos started to pile up, like I said, I, I got, I caught attention from Ken Johnson. And then I posted on the airbrush group and I got the attention of Pat Eves and Jeff Copeland. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys were watching me and I was just kind of like in the shadows. You know what I mean? I didn't really, I knew about all these people and I had been watching for the past, you know, 13, 14 years. And, you know, now it's the, now it's to the point where it's like, oh, okay. You know, my handwriting is starting to be recognizable. And so they're watching and it's just kind of giving me more momentum to keep going. You know, it's like a, what, is, what do I want to say? It's like a, a refresher, man. It's really nice to, to see that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I, I, I watch, I'm, I'm watching your evolution of your handwriting. So like you said, you stopped for a while and you picked it back up or you or what? No, it's, it's always been around. It's always been like a, like a meditational. So whenever, whenever I'm having a bad day or I just want to like, you know, clear my head, I would, uh, I would just paint, you know, and I, but I didn't really post this stuff. It was just kind of a, a me thing. Cause I couldn't go out and uh, do, I couldn't go out and do graffiti. Like I've got a bunch of cans in my, in my little shed that are just collecting dust. Cause I haven't been able to go out and do any walls here lately. And uh, you know, once TikTok was around, I remember like I posted my like five videos and my daughter looked at me, my older daughter, cause I've got stepkids too. My older daughter looked at me and she's like, Oh my God, dad, you're on TikTok. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and then like the other day I was on the other night I was live and she came running into the room and she's like, dad, you know, my friends are watching you and they say they like what you're doing. And so now it's now it's a cool thing. But before it was just a, like, oh, my God, really? It's like for yeah, teenagers yeah. and stuff. But look, all my kids are grown and they, they're like, oh, you're on TikTok. Really? Really, dad? <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm like, hey, you got to keep up. You get keep up or get left behind. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're busy. So Ed sent me a bunch of questions. So I'm gonna throw a couple of me in there with with the questions that I sent you. I don't know if you, if you mind or anything. So he no, said, "No, no, go for it." He said, "Any tips or tricks you learned along the way?" Um, you know, the tips and tricks is like the the biggest one was you know practicing the dagger stroke, um, and then when I told you about that guy on, on YouTube, like I said, he had a, I think it was called airbrush asylum. I'm not sure, but I remember watching this dude's video and he would tell, he would say that he didn't let his apprentice touch a shirt for like six months until this guy could do palm trees, like perfect. Oh wow! And, uh, 
I was getting bored with the dagger strokes. And so I started doing palm trees and that was my, like, that was my practice, man. So I would just keep doing those. And that was the biggest tip, man, for me is just, you know, the dagger stroke, it really does. Uh, it, it really is in almost everything that you do in airbrush. Is it airbrush assassin? It, I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, like I said, That's it was a, a long time ago. Um, yeah, it was a, I don't know. I don't know, but it was a, oh. It's a, it was a guy named Everest Assassin. It's uh Malcolm McCray. Oh yeah, I know him too. I've been watching his stuff uh, for a while. Like I was, I was really surprised when he came out with his own airbrush. That was crazy. Yeah, man, somebody broke up my storage and stole mine. But that's another story. So, how do you compare graffiti with airbrush? Um, you know, when I when I was when I told you that I was watching this dude, I started like. I was like studying him, you know, I was sitting there, like I would walk around this guy and I'd watch him do the airbrush. And I started to know, I started to see some similarities. So like you have low pressure cans in graffiti, whereas, you know, the more you press on the nozzle, the more uh, pressure and spray paint comes out. And I was like, you know, it's not that different. The only difference is, you know, instead of pushing down on it, I had to learn how to pull that trigger. And uh, that was it. I mean, that's the big, the big thing I, uh, I tried to incorporate that. I have like a graffiti uh, tag style that I do that everybody seems to like. Uh, I don't know if you know what flare tags are. Uh, no. No. So it's it's uh, it's the way they uh, the hold the the way they uh, spray with the can. So like they you know instead of being close to the wall, they flick their wrist upwards, and it creates like this nice little flare. And then you know it has like a graffiti uh, to it. You know, um, but those oh, are my favorite okay. tags and that's kind of what I try to do with the airbrush, you know, and then I saw Dale doing his like graffiti style, you know, block letters and everything. I was like, but nobody has like a single stroke, you know, tag graffiti hybrid hand style thing that we, that I call it. Oh yeah. I, I normally do the, I do that when I'm doing like a, uh, ombre on my, uh, a ombre, uh, on my letters. I'll flick my wrist up with the airbrush to change if it's two different colors. Oh, okay. But yeah, I've, nope. I've done can once, and mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't great at it. But I, what I it was I did it on the wall, but it was it came out pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fun to play with. I mean, it definitely takes time to to develop can control and um, yeah, and all man, the different it's... tips. Yeah, dude, I have like a, I have a bag full of them, you know, every, every so often it's gotten narrowed down to where I only have like five different tips that I use, but I've got a ton of them from like, even when I was 16, like, cause I would buy these things in bulk. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going to be, you know, like a famous graffiti writer. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man, that's just too much work. And then the graffiti scene, like some dudes are, some of those dudes are just, you know, you think they're cool because you like their artwork. And then when you meet them, you know, it's not so, some of them are not so great. Other guys are real cool to paint with. Yeah, it beats that way sometimes. You know, you think you're a hero. You you expect these people to be a, a certain way, but it's not. So, but you can't hold it against them. It's just how people are, I guess. No, yeah. I get a big head sometimes because it's like they've been in the game since like the or the late 80s and everything. I have a guy here in town that's like that. He tried to take over one of my wall murals and uh, we had an exchange of words. I was like, dude, you can't be doing that, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I mean, it's the same. Everybody have egos. You can find mm-hmm. that same ego, like you said, like here in, uh, in Abrush. 
like the guy who turned your back on you once he figured out who you were talking to. Yeah, you know, yeah. Started, yeah. So it's it's just an ego thing. But uh, I know when I first started, it, I, I moved into a flea market. It was five different airbrushers there. You know, so you could be you could be uh, intimidated by it, or you could try to excel and be the best one in the place. And, and I know when I at the, at the end of everything, I was the last one there. Everybody else left. So, hey, is you just have to uh, be yourself. No, don't let nobody intimidate you. Yeah, no, I have a. That's a funny. That's funny that you mentioned that because you know now now thinking back on it, like there was a one time that I did a a weekend at a flea market and I had to do it outside because they all the all the interior rooms were taken up. But I remember I was doing some outside. I think I was writing like a Bible verse on the back of a shirt, and I remember hearing these this couple come out and be like, "Man, we should have got that dude inside to do the the design, and we should have came out here to have this dude do the writing." Yeah. That's crazy. Writing, I think writing uh, is the most important thing. Your lettering is the most important thing as, as opposed to the, uh, the design. You can do a great, you can do a great design, but if your writing sucks, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ed asked again, he said, uh, I see you do digital art with your iPad. How difficult is to learn how to use it and how fair how far are you thinking you're going to take it? Um, you know, digital is like, digital is the wave now, man. I, don't get me wrong. I like airbrush and I like the digital. Like here lately, I've been playing with my airbrush more than my iPad. But, um, you know, it's funny because Ed actually has a, he's part of our group in the morning. There's a guy that teaches you how to do, you know, uh, tips and everything on Procreate. And I've advanced pretty quickly on it. And I don't know, man, maybe hopefully one of these days I'll develop like an NFT. But I have done uh, like some graffiti bubble letter styles on there that people have liked. You know, you can add the colors in there and make it look super fancy. Um, yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully I can get into the NFT space and, you know, sell some work that way too. You know, it'd be cool. I don't know how far I'm going to take it. You know, I just got to play around with it more and see you know see if this thing stands the test of time kind of like the airbrush did yeah yeah it, it's a uh, drawn on glass is totally different it's a it's a learning it's a, it has a learning curve like everything else does because yeah i do a lot of digital too but i thought about the nft stuff but mm -hmm. it's a yeah it's a cryptocurrency is a whole different animal that's a whole thing you have to learn something different you have to learn yeah, it's it's there's a lot of information out there and then just finding the right information so you so you're, you know, uh knowledgeable on it. It's kind of hard to, you know, go through everything cuz I think a lot of those dudes they post they post up out there and it's just kind of like a get rich quick kind of thing. Um, you know, buy my courses and I'll let you I'll tell you how to do NFTs and everything and I don't know, but yeah, it's definitely something to learn and, you know, and uh reach for in the future. Yeah, it's always a game is sold not told. So Sometimes you mm -hmm. can give the information away or sometimes if you learn the information the hard way uh, or you learn everything by yourself, then you can sell the information. So you have to think about that way too. Because like uh, I, I can say a lot of stuff, but you know, I, it took me, I had to go in the trenches and spend a lot of money to learn how to do it myself. So uh, uh, how has been your big, who has been your biggest inspiration? So besides, uh, besides my mentor, like I said, I would always, I would always say that, uh, Jaime Rodriguez was my, my internet 
mentor. You know, I watched this guy's uh, YouTubes uh, from the time that I found him. And I, I only watched like two videos over and over. And it was his first one where he was like, he was talking about 3000 and he were, he, he was talking about single stroke and then double stroke lettering. Uh-huh. And then there was the second one that I, the second one that I would watch all the time was he would tell you how to, you know, in order to get better at your handwriting, you would have to practice your M's and you would, you know, you would, he would show you do the M's and then he'd do the drop shadow. And so I watched those videos like back to back to back to back. Every time it stopped, I re, you know, I replayed it and I would just try to like copy his movements. And then once I found the airbrush uh, forums, you know, I started seeing, you know, your stuff, Denise's stuff. You know who Denise Thurston is, right? Yeah, yeah, she's Dallas. Um, what is it? Uh, Becky and Pat Gaines and uh, Hector, all these different names. Uh, I didn't find out about Nate Sosi until, uh, like, I think last year when, when Ed told me about him. And I was like, oh, man, that guy's, that guy's lettering is awesome. And then you got Ken Johnson, too, man. That guy's got some really, like, some really fancy writing. So um, those are my inspirations to, the, to this day. But uh, Jaime Rodriguez would probably have been the big one. In fact, I just purchased his DVD last year. I got, I was able to get a hold of Crystal, and she sent me a. I bought two of them, and I gave one to uh, one to my mentor, you know, as a nostalgic thing, and then I kept one for myself. And you know, I've been watching that one here lately. Yeah, um, I think she saw. I think she just started resell. I think her, I think the daughter was reselling it, right? Um, when I bought it, when I reached out to her. Um, you know, it'd been like seven years, but uh, when I reached out to her, because I tried buying it when he first came out with it, and I could just never come up with the money for it. But here recently, um, she gave me a really good, uh, a really good deal on them uh, because her daughter was like graduating or something. And she needed some money for graduation or it was some sort of event. But, uh, you know, I, I bought the two DVDs from her and uh, I guess that was, you know, that was enough to cover whatever cost they were going through at the time for, like I said, I don't know if it was a graduation or whatever, but um, I was able to grab two of them and, you know, pretty, you know, I've got it like, I got to frame it up somewhere or something just to, you know, have it there. Yeah. I think if she really promoted it and put it out there, I, I'm pretty sure she could probably make a, a, a shit ton of money. Yeah, I she mean, just got to uh, put it, it out there. Yeah, yeah, she does. Well, she's, you know, I, I got to talk to her too, you know. So, you know, I found out the whole backstory and everything, which was kind of crazy because, you know, I just kind of asked a couple questions and she went through the whole thing. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a sad story. But, um, yeah, man, she, she you know, she kind of gave me everything um, that I needed about or that I didn't know about him, you know. And uh, then the DVDs came and, from there, I've just been practicing off of those DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, a Jaime's best friend was uh, on one of the podcasts, so uh, he uh, he had a lot to say. But well, I don't want no negativity, so let's keep it pushing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So you got a lot of followers that watch your videos now since you uh, started them. Thing I see you, you do you do it every day, do it every once a week or what? Um, no, I just uh, I kind of I kind of do a couple of videos a day. I write a couple of names and I try to put some color and you know some some small design on there. That's not going to take me too much because you know editing the video afterwards takes you know if you're doing like a an hour long video, then having to go through all that footage. So I keep it down to like about ten minutes. That way I can chop it down to where I need. And yeah, man. 
um, that's pretty much what I do. And then here lately for the week, I've been going live almost every night around the 11.30 p.m. 11.30? People stay up that late? Well, you know, keep in mind, I'm in, we're in central time. And then, you know, when they're watching, it might be like 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the morning for me. And some other people are still like, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. Oh, and, okay, okay. But, okay. yeah, I mean, you know, people tune in. It's funny because when I started, my room will go up to like three, four hundred people in there to watch me. And then all of a sudden it just kind of dwindles down to, you know, about 30 or 40. But I just kind of there was one day that I was doing a lot that, you know, somebody just kind of, uh, I don't know, made me feel a certain way about what I was doing. And uh, you know, at that point on, I was just like, OK, I'm not going to try to please you guys anymore. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to do my lettering. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. If you get your name written you get it written and again if you don't then don't be upset because you know the the comments go by way too fast to catch everybody yeah you can't catch everything yeah so what has been your hardest challenge you think uh as far as the airbrush goes i mean it took me a while to get to where i'm at you know um I would say hardest challenge was probably being out at the mall in 2014 when when I went into business with uh, with Jesse. Uh, stuff that I didn't tell him was, you know, when we were doing it, the the demand for it wasn't that great, and you know he would make money because he had like 20 years experience on me, and I could use that as an excuse. But I'm, and so I wasn't making the kind of money I thought I was going to make. And so I ended up losing like my, my, the house that we were renting. I ended up losing my, my wife's car. And then just kind of like bouncing back from that fear of trying to, you know, get back into the, into the t-shirt game, you know, to do it for myself, just kind of like, there's still that little bit of fear there. Yeah. It, 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 it's really, it really is jumping out on faith when you mm -hmm. do it, you know, Uh, I, I really, I, when people ask me about it, I'm like, well, you have to really like, before you really do it, I feel you have to have a clientele base. Yeah. You know, that those are the people who are going to keep you floating. It ain't going to be your family. It ain't going to be your friends. It's going to be strangers who keep you afloat. So yeah. if you have a clientele base before you do it, because I went, my rent went from $150 in the flea market to $2,500 in the mall. Like, yeah. the next day. So yeah. So, it's like, I, go ahead. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. We were, we were at the mall and we were paying like $1,100 for the, uh, for the little, it wasn't even uh, like a big kiosk. It was just like a, a small little booth. And, um, you know, in the, what is it, Christmas and Thanksgiving season, they went from $1,100 to like $3,500. Yeah, they you know, doubled like, it. That's, yeah, they that's doubled ridiculous. It. They expect you to make more money. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what I did was I talked to the mall manager. I said, well, he said, Macy's did it. I said, I'm, I'm not Macy's. I'm, by my, I'm, I'm a sole proprietor. Yeah. Paying for everything myself. Macy's is a corporation. They can do it. So I got them to not charged me the triple the double for the the rent and it helped me out a lot but yeah mall rent mall they they, they feel that you just because they're in a mall you should pay more but it's it really not i don't know i but see I mean, it kind of like a i see it kind of like a karma thing you know it's funny because they'll they'll do that to their to their small businesses and then now it's like you know everything's going online you see malls shutting down and stores are shutting down 
like Toys R Us shut down in our area and I heard it was coming back, but I don't know how true that is, but you know, it's kind of a karma thing. Yeah. That, that would be rough if, if, if Toys, Toys R Us come back. I know. I thought they went bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, like I said, I saw an article on the news somewhere that said that they were going to, they were bouncing back, but I, I don't know how true that is. I just, like I said, I just think it's uh I think it's funny that, you know, they, they would do that stuff and they would, they would rent the, they would raise the rent and everything. And then now it's like, you know, you have to shut down some of your stores. Like I think Sears went out of business or, or Sears shut down. And uh, you know, there's a few other places that were going out of business. So, you know, it's kind of crazy how the online thing kind of killed the uh, brick and mortar stores. Yeah. Yeah. I, the mall I'm in is we're, we're floating, but, I mean, I have clientele, so I'm okay. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm almost done though. I'm ready to be done. Anyway, uh, what has been your uh? Do you have anybody that no? Wait a minute, hold on. I'm looking for Ed. I'm looking for Ed's questions. <laughs> uh, who would you who would you think would be your biggest competitor? Do you have competitors there? Or is, how many adverse artists there? Where you at? Like I said, man, I'm sure that there's people out here that do airbrush um, as a hobby. Uh, like I said, they're, they're used to, when I was 16, I remember there was, there was a airbrush madness and, you know, that's a sad story. He lost his wife and had to shut down his, uh, his airbrush business. And then there was this guy at the flea market. And then there was the guy that was teaching me. Well, the guy from airbrush madness stopped because of, you know, what happened and then the other dude, I don't know if he's still out there. I haven't been to the flea market in years. And then uh, the guy that was teaching me, he went into tattoos. And so now he just does, uh, you know, he just does airbrushing, you know, for his own, for his own sake. Um, but there's really no competitors, man. Uh, even when I was working with him, you know, I always, uh, I always chose to, I always chose to like, I have a Bruce Lee quote that I, that I kind of like live my life by. And, uh, you know, he would say, in, uh, he would say in, in one of his interview questions, is like, I could show you some really fancy moves and you probably think I'm boasting, you know, but if I, if I told you that I'm no good, then you know, I'm lying. And so it's just kind of one of those things. I don't, I don't really compete with anybody because I know what I can do. I know there's some people out there that can do stuff that I can't do, but that doesn't stop me from, you know, progressing. Yeah. You got, you got to steady moving forward. You always got to move forward. Yeah, so there's no competition. I don't hold, uh, you know, I don't think I'm better than anybody else or, you know, I just kind of like, I do my thing. If you guys are cool to, you know, let me paint with you guys. And that's, uh, that's pretty much what it is, man. You know, respect on each side. Yeah. True story. True. You're all right. I, I mean, I watch your uh, podcast, I watch your TikToks, by the way. Yeah, you're all right. That's, that's basically how I feel about a lot of stuff. So like I said, have... I go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. Oh, I was just gonna say that's that's why I say like in the beginning, I'm I'm one of those hidden gems out there. Like you know, I'm there, but nobody really nobody really knows, and it's partly my own fault because I don't uh, you know I don't market myself like that. Well, you have to. Yeah. You know? Because hopefully, you know, uh, the magazine when the magazines was out, you know, they didn't have a lot of us in there. It's like uh, yeah. we had to make our own way, you know, and. I've always seen better artists outside of the magazines than I did in the magazines. 
Yeah, well, you guys all live in big cities. So, I mean, like Houston's a big city. I, I've been to Dallas. That's a huge city. Some of these guys out in California, you know, so like airbrush is prevalent where you guys are at. I live in a city of like 200,000 people now. That's not that's not like super small, but it is smaller than Dallas. It's smaller than San Antonio and Houston. And like I said, there were, there was only three people that I knew of. And now it seems like I'm the only one um, that I know of. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you you find like a little, a lot of people hit in little spots that do it. And you hear when they come to you, so, oh, such and such do it. So, oh, I, I never heard of him. Hey, but see, what you have to do is you have to, uh, you have to make yourself known. You have to get out there. You have to promote. I remember I was everywhere when I first started. I would get out there and be everywhere. I wanted everybody. One of my things was I always wanted to hear everybody say air graphics. So I would yeah, try that everywhere. I just, you know, like I said, I, I would watch from I would watch from the sidelines, man, until I felt like I was good enough to post my stuff out there. And like I said, it wasn't until 2021 it started, you know, popping off for me. And so I was like, that's crazy. I'm just, you know. I don't know what yeah. to say about it. Like I said, you know, Pat Gaines has reached out to me and uh, that was like, I was super ecstatic about that, dude. I was jumping up and down the house like, no way, the Godfather like actually like, you know, said something to me. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Pat, Pat, Pat is one of the Godfathers. Him, Tom, and uh, Rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those. So you got any... Uh, do you have what would be your biggest competitor? You think what would what would inhibit you from going like being uh, how can I put it? Take trying to take over what your town. You don't you don't want to just promote more, go out more, or it's just because you got a nine to five. Um, you know, it's there was there was a time not to there was a time last year where you know my mindset had changed and it was like you know i if i really want to if i really want to do this i need to put myself out there but i have a video where like you know i kind of broke down because uh, my son had an abscess on his shoulder and we had to take him in for surgery and they couldn't figure out what this was and they told my wife that they think it might have been his heart and so, you know, at that point, I was like, you know, I need to like, I need to figure a way to get out of the nine to five so I can have the freedom to be able to, you know, take care of my kids and, you know, just the family in general. And like I said, that, at that point, I started pushing out more, you know, more videos, more stockings and everything. So now I just, I just got to, you know, I just got to figure out that marketing trick and, you know, put it out there and, and get myself going. Yeah. Uh, do you ever collaborate with any other artists? Uh, I actually, you know, when I first, I remember sitting, I remember sitting in front of my my desk, and I was I, I was at work, and I was watching YouTube, and this that uh, Dale, the airbrush guy, came up, and I was like, oh, that's cool. So I started watching him like a couple of times every time that he went live. And one of those times, I actually asked him if he would want to do an uh, a shirt exchange. And so I was able to send him a shirt, and he sent me one of his. But I think that's, like, the only collaboration that, I, that I've done. 
I mean, it's not even a collaboration. That's more of a trade, but you know, it'd, it'd be cool to, you know, it'd be cool to work with uh, some of the, uh, some of the names that I grew up, you know, watching and everything. Like it'd be kind of cool to go out to, uh, to meet Nate Sosi in Las Vegas. I said, I'm yeah. a big fan of his lettering, man. And, you know, it'd be cool to like see him live and, you know, doing his thing. Hey, it's a, it's a couple of artists over there in Vegas. It's a, it's a bunch of them you should check out. You got Jonathan over there. You have a, uh, man, I can't call their names right now. But there's a bunch of artists over there you need to go check out. You got Chino them. You, got, you uh, do anything with Chino? No, I, I just, uh, the only thing I did from him was I ordered like a 16 out, uh, sixteen ounce bottle of ETAC. Um, and that was like, uh, you know, I've, I've had some interaction with him on uh, Facebook. But, uh, you know, I've, I haven't gone out to Las Vegas. You know, I was hoping that I was going to do it not too long ago because we had to go to San Diego because my son, my stepson or my wife's kid, um, he, he graduated uh, the Marine boot camp. And so we we're going to be in California. And I was like, oh, if we go along the way. But when I got COVID in September of last year and that took that ate up all my PTO. So I didn't get to go to, to California because I told Ed I was going to stop by and meet him. And that just never panned out. Uh, yeah, Chino's cool, man. Chino's cool. So I'm trying to get his wife on next, uh, Diana. So she Diane, coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a lot of cool people that over in Vegas. So you need to venture out a lot more. So, uh, like in Florida, there's a bunch of artists over there you could check out. Mm-hmm. I normally get out every now and then to try to check out people and just go check out other, uh, artists. Yeah. Yeah. I- I think the closest one that I ever got in an opportunity to, and I wish I would have thought about it when I went to Dallas uh, here not too long ago, but I know Denise was down there and I was just like, I could, I could go visit her, but uh, you know, she's, uh, she's working from, from home now. Cause the, what is it? I guess she was, uh, she, they, they upgraded like Trader's Village or something. Oh yeah. They, I think last time I heard about it, it was like, I think she was saying that uh, they closed the fleet market or they were changing it around. So, Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ghost is in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh. I think I lost her again. Victor. Okay, let me try to do it again. This happened when Pat when Pat was like in two or three hours in. That's crazy. Yeah, well I'm glad I got you back. So uh, let's get back to some of these questions. What made you get into caricatures? I, I know you bought the video, and I couldn't get it. To, I, I couldn't figure out how to do the the uh, put it all online, and that's something I need to do. But what made you get into caricatures, and how's that working um, out for you? You know, I, I I don't know, dude. Caricatures has always been like this, like this cool little cartoony thing, and uh, I, I started drawing cartoons as a kid, and then when I found caricature, I was just like, you know, I want to learn how to do that. And uh, in fact, the uh, what's it called? The profile pic that I have on my TikTok was actually done by uh, one of my online friends called Caricatures by Gabe. Uh, he's yeah, in he's San, San Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, he's San Antonio. And so I've been talking to him. He's by far one of the only caricature artists that like actually gave me, you know, some information on the, on the on the trade. Like he's the one that told me about the markers and uh, you know. But uh, I got him to, de- you know, I was telling him one time on his live, I was like, dude, it'd be cool. It'd be kind of cool to get one of those from you. Like, how much do you charge? And so I sat there watching him, and all of a sudden, he just started drawing my face. And I was like, oh, dude, that's awesome. 
And so, you know, my, my caricature has the, the same little, like, uh, flat cap that you drew on. And, yeah. and then he, like, put the, a little airbrush wrapping around my neck and everything. So, you know, shout out to Caricatures by Gabe. Like, that was awesome of him. And he did it for free. So, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. Yeah, I need to start. I want to start venturing out and getting caricature artists and uh, uh, other artists on here. So I may even I also, the game. I also, uh, I also bought the uh, the. I don't know. Do you know who Proco Online is? No, no. Um, well, anyway, he has like a he has like a online you know online classes. I bought a caricature course from Court Jones. Oh yeah, I remember Court. I know Court Jones. I saw him. And so I have that one online that I watch from time to time. And like you know, the cool thing about that one is it's not like a monthly fee. You know, you buy the the course one time, and you can download all the videos if you wanted to. But um, you know, I've got the Mad Art of Caricature book. I've got this other one called Drawing Faces or Face Off. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Caricature's always been that. like a. You got that one? Yeah. You need to get. Uh, <sighs> What's his name? I'll message you later. I have his book. Uh, he draw for mad. Oh, um, um Tom Richmond. Jones. Oh, Richmond. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I was I was talking my ass out. Then I looked up like, oh man, it, it cut off. Yeah, that one was my fault. I had a message and uh, what, like uh, I tried to. What is it? I was gonna go and like swipe up on it and I accidentally hit the done button. I was like, oh man. So oh, that one was my fault. Nah, you good. You good. I'll. I'll I'll try to mix it all together, but yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of great character artists out there. Yeah, I've uh, what is it? Uh, I found a few of them, and then I started following like uh, the Iska. Uh, oh yeah, Instagram. So big fan yeah. of caricature. Yeah, um, you should try to do a couple of the events. The uh, when they do the events, it's it's crazy. There's some crazy artists out there. Yeah, they all get together and they draw each other's faces. I I don't think I'm I don't think I'm quite done uh, or even somewhere on that level. Like I barely had uh, I barely done like maybe two or three of them on my TikTok with the airbrush. Dude, I've been the one, and you have to. It, it's just the experience of being around those people watching their, uh, their their how they do it. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you gotta try it. One of these days. So, Ansel, uh, I see you mentioned teaching of airbrush. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about that? I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was on live and uh, I was doing some names and a couple of dudes popped in my live and uh, they were like, "Oh man, I wish I could write like that. I airbrush too." And I think a lot of those dudes are just, you know, like automobile and uh, canvas, um, you know, stuff, and so. I was like, that'd be kind of cool. They they were talking about doing it on a Zoom, and I was like, well, I could do it on TikTok, you know, like a one-time thing, and just you know, kind of give you the basics and fundamentals. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the the main thing about teaching the class that I've been to a couple of them that I just what set and observed, uh, you need to teach them how to to break the average down and put it back together. Because a lot of artists, when they first start, they just teach them the old daggers and do the dot lines of daggers, but they don't know how to break the Everest down and put it back together. So if you do do that, make that one of the uh, criterias of your uh, curriculum, breaking the Everest down and putting it back together. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. 
Uh, is it, uh, have you thought about coming to Cali or any other state to visit any artists? If so, who? Do you know, I don't, I don't know. That'd be kind of crazy to, uh, to go out. Like I said, Las Vegas would be cool. Um, Pat Gaines invited me out to either Tennessee or Florida if I ever decided to go down there. Um, I don't know. I mean, it'd be kind of cool just to network like that. Yeah. So, I, everybody yeah. and anybody that's willing. Yeah, you just, I, I had a couple, I had a lot of people come visit me here in Houston. Just, you know, they're in Houston or they'll pass by and they'll stop and talk or just talk shop. So, yeah, it's it's cool to meet a lot of people. I've met a pair a couple of times, so, yeah. I, I, I need to go meet Rush and, uh, yeah. So, it's good to get out and meet other artists. Yeah, it'd be fun to it'd be fun to get to know some people. Um, like I said, especially especially people that uh, like I said, uh, I've been watching for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. See that they're real. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And then and then watch them do their thing, like right in front of you. You know, like you can learn a lot just by watching them. But I'm sure that some of them would be willing to, you know, pass on some of their, uh, you know, techniques and secrets. Hopefully. Yeah, I uh, actually was looking at a video. You know how Facebook do your memories. I was watching a, a video of Hector. Hector writing my name on the board. Me and Hector and uh, Chino was hanging out when I went to Vegas. And uh, I was watching Hector write my name. Me and Hector was laughing and talking about it. Yeah, I can see the, uh, you know, I can see, like, a lot of the influence that Jaime had on some of those guys. Because, they, they, I mean, I think, like, Las Vegas is close to Arizona, right? Or to, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh. And so, like, you know, I can see a lot of the influence that they have. And I'm, I'm looking like I look at my stuff and I was like, you know, I have more of a calligraphy look to mine than, than you know, than the tattoo, you know, style that they do. Yeah, that's the one thing I noticed about Haiti, that his, his letter was tattoo style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you do outside events? Um, I've done a few, uh, here locally. Uh, you know, I, I remember I did, uh, some graduation shirts for, you know, the local high school in, in that little town of Panhandle. Um, and then what is it? I think I've gone out to like the parks once or twice, you know, and just kind of set up out there at one of the like little gazebos or the little, uh, what's it called? Those little, uh, rest, uh, the little bathrooms that they have at the, at the parks, you know, you can plug into the, into their sockets and everything. And, uh, you know, I've done, I've done a couple, not very many. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you do baseball helmets or anything like that? Any hard service stuff? Um, I've done some baseball helmets before. Uh, I think the one, the, the craziest one that I did was, uh, somebody asked me to do their luggage and that one was kind of crazy. Cause you know, I think I had, I think at, at one point I had to refund that money back because the, the coating on the, the type of luggage that they, they bought. Cause it's one of those that has the handle that you can like roll with you. And it had like little uh -huh. ridges on the front of it. But for whatever reason, no matter how many times I like scratched it up and then try to paint on it, that paint just wouldn't stick. Yeah. Some things have a, like it's a, a oily plastic. Mm -hmm. So if it's an oily plastic, it really, like hard hats and stuff like that. It really won't stick to it. No matter what you do, it won't stick. I've done like a million baseball helmets, so none yeah, of I've seen the different I've seen the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's it's like uh, the different textures.
for him, and they got the, like the rubbery style. So it's just the now you can paint on them, but it's the clear coat that you put on it that yeah. changes the yeah. uh yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go back to COVID and how I started the podcast. How did the COVID affect your business wise as far as making sales towards uh, COVID? I would say that it probably increased. Um, like I said, once I started posting on on TikTok and everything um, out of boredom, you know, it started to it started to produce a, a few sales. And uh, but other than that, like I said, I, I mean, it didn't really affect me too much because I was I was uh, like I said, I have a nine to five. So I get you know, I get paid pretty, uh, pretty decent. I have a like a pension and everything. And um, like, I don't know, uh, it keeps me afloat and the airbrush is just kind of like a supplemental thing. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a blessing to you because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It gets, a lot of people were struggling through COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you do different? Did you do anything different towards it or uh, to advertise or promote anything? No, I mean, you know, like I said, uh, I would post on the, the Amarillo buy, sell trade sites. And, you know, that was kind of my main promotion. I would go on Facebook live and do, you know, and do a, a stocking while people and TikTok has really just been the, uh, the platform for me. Like I said, after I posted that one video, it just, yeah, it just kind of like blew up the next couple of days. And, you know, once you have that momentum, you don't really want to stop. So, you know, I try to put out a few videos here and there. And when people, people want to order, it's just like, well, you know, if you really want to, like, you're going to have to convince me because, you know, I, I can put my shirts out there, but then you guys don't visit the Etsy shop and then nobody wants to buy, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just one of those things is like, you know, I, I think I even told some of my people was, uh, you know, I need to be convinced because I don't feel like I have a big enough audience to be able to sell like that. But then again, you know, maybe I just need to like put out more shirts or whatever, and you know, maybe that will go up. Yeah, it it it's online is tricky. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any hobbies besides airbrushing? Um, just the uh, the graffiti. Uh, like I said, I, I my two favorite forms of uh my two favorite forms of art are graffiti and uh, calligraphy. So I'll practice with my I'll practice with my pens. Um, other hobbies. Not much, you know. I would say video games, but I don't even play those all that often. Even, <laughs> yeah. even my kids don't let me use their PlayStation, so I just kind of stick to you know my airbrushes, my spray paints, my pens and pencils, and then the uh, the iPad. Like that would probably be the newest hobby. Yeah. Once you got that mastered, you know, uh, you can if you offer your figure out a way to offer your caricatures or or. It's great for like Christmas cards or birthdays or I get a lot of work. I get a lot of commissions from stuff like that. That uh, you just have to push it and get people to uh, notice that you know those. Yeah, I got to practice on that a little bit more. Like I said, I can do faces. I can do faces and everything. Um, but caricature is just like a different style of, of doing faces because you have to learn how to exaggerate features and the head shapes and everything and I just got to do more of those, get more practiced with it, and then hopefully, hopefully get uh, that going. Yeah, when I used to do characters live, I missed that. I think I might try to get back into it because, hey, you make a lot of money doing it. Anyway, yeah, 
you watch the person as they're walking up to you, right? Get ready to sit down. You already can visualize what you're going to do, but you have to like, okay. But then you have the people in your ear. I don't know if I ever put, you ever saw that picture, but I have like, I have little kids leaning on my shoulder. You have parents coming to your ear. Oh, don't, don't draw her with her teeth in because she's missing her front teeth. So, but you already visualize the person when they first come to you. And you just start, all you have to do is just put it on paper and just start doing it from there. And you, it's like, you'll find a, you'll find a spot that you exaggerate. She got a big nose. She got a somewhat big nose. Then you exaggerate that a little bit. She got big ears. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a rough thing, but you have to be nice about it. Some people are not. I try to be yeah. nice when I do it. Cause you don't want, cause then you have that person in the ear telling you that you, oh, oh don't do that, don't draw that. But yeah. Anyway, have you, have you? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna ask, have you seen that? Uh, have you seen that documentary on YouTube about caricatures? Yeah, I think it was a. Uh, it was like a short thing, wasn't it? It was like a, maybe thirty minutes. Was I, I, I want to say it was like. Yeah, I, I want to say it was like an hour or so, and then you know they talk about the rejects and everything. You know, oh yeah, uh, one of them was saying that he almost got beat up, and he didn't even do the line work. He just kind of like colored it in, and the guy got like super upset at him, and it wasn't even his fault. Man, I don't know if you saw a picture of my office, but my one of my walls is just covered with characters that I've had done to me, and some of them are like. Some of the people who I thought was going to do great, I'm like, eh. But, hey, I have some crazy characters on my separate wall. And that's the thing. That's one of the things I do. Everybody's, you can do a caricature, right? You can sit down and you can draw a person. But then when you're trying to draw them again, you're going to see something totally different. Yeah. Everybody's going to see something totally different when they're doing it. And it's, it's, it's a fun thing. I just try not to try to over exaggerate. Me personally, I don't over exaggerate, and I try not to offend if I can. If I can, sometimes I will, but sometimes I'm like, nah. Like when I did yours, I could have really did your nose. I was like, man, I'm gonna really fuck his nose up. But I'm like, nah, I'm just, I was just keep it like, you know, I'm gonna keep it real because it's like, but hey. It's the fun thing about it. Yeah, I've got uh, so far in my collection, I have four. I've got one that I've got done through my job because they hired a caricature artist. And so he did a profile picture of me. I got one done in Oklahoma. That one was not that great. Um, but he did draw us as superheroes. And then I've got the one by Gabe. And then I've got yours now. Yeah, it is. It's, it's just how everybody's going to see something different, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and they're going to exaggerate something different. I'll shoot you a video of my wall. I kind of took a lot of them down too, though, because I've changed my office. But uh, I'll send you a picture of it. That'd but be hey, awesome. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate your time. I'm going to have to collab all these together. We might got about an hour or so. But, uh, hey, that's good. I appreciate your time. you have anything you want to talk about before we get off? Oh, did I lose you again? Oh, I'll have to splice another one. Okay. Hey, you there? Yeah.
Can oh, you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Oh, I was like, oh, crazy. Man, I was about to kill it. I was just about to kill it. I was like, oh, we got to do another splice. <laughs> Hey, do you have anything no, would... you want to talk about before we get off? No, man. I just want to say, you know, thank you for having me on. And then, you know, just a big shout out to everybody out there that's, you know, kind of like, you know, picked me up and giving me, you know, constructive criticism. So, you know, just just thank you to the whole Airbrush community. Like you guys are you guys have all been awesome along the way. Yeah. Are you on Airbrush Club a lot? Um, not very often. I think I just posted a couple of videos not too long ago. Um, I did a, I did, uh, I drew a, uh, emoji of one, like a big TikTok, a uh, big TikTok star. And, uh, you know, I finally got a response from him. So, you know, that's the, that's the one thing. I don't know if you guys, if you have, uh, do you know who the real Indian dad is? No. No. Check him out. He's a funny, he's a funny Indian dude. Him and his wife have like, uh, they do like little skits and everything. And, uh, I, I, like I said, I drew his emoji and, I just got his response today and I was like, you know, that's crazy. You know, the second blue check mark person to ever see my stuff. Uh, cool. Cool. I mean, I guess I, 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 I'll try to do it, but I can't get into it. I, I, I'm, I'll eventually get into it. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's, it's a little you, different. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little different for everybody. Well, it's, you have to like post a lot. Not even, you know, just a couple of times a day, you know, like I know one of the, one of the tricks that I picked up was like, you know, if you, if you make a couple of videos, you know, and then just kind of like edit them and you can just, uh, you know, they had a, they had this idea where like you, you make like 21 videos in one day and then you just slowly, you know, post them each and every day. Uh, but that's too much work. So I just do like two or three a day and then, you know, post them at different times. And, you know, it's, I don't, I don't feel like it's too much work. Um, but you know, I, it definitely can be if you take it like, super serious. I guess it'll uh, account for something once you make it viral. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, well, appreciate your time. I know Ed will be happy that I got you on here. So you need to shout out to Ed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Easy, so easy Zamora oh. in Bakersfield, California. He helps me out a lot though. I like it. Yeah, he's a he's a cool dude, man. We became uh we became fast friends online and then now like over the phone through Google Duo. Yeah. Hey, man, dude, me and Ed started at the same time on WCA. And and I used to talk to Ed every day. That's my buddy. Yeah, he's a he's a good friend, man. Yeah. Hey, so appreciate your time, man. And I should have this posted either tonight or probably tomorrow when I get to work. Sounds awesome. Well, again, man, thank you for having me on. Oh, no problem, man. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. All right.